Hey everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment, aka The Ace. I am Peter and joining me, my co-host for this wacky science experiment that could go wrong and there could be bubbles and explosions and things overflowing, probably because my co-host is responsible for it. Tara, welcome to the show. Greetings, citizens. And yes, I am uh, not very good at lab stuff. Which is why I don't work at one anymore. <laughs> it still exists, thankfully, but I did almost burn it down. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, she claims she left, but she was actually fired. Uh, <laughs> she had to hand in her test tube and her Bunsen burner. It, it's basically that scene in every cop movie where they have to hand in the badge and the gun. Yes. And my badge and my gun. Yeah, and the lab coat. The lab coat came off and it was like, all right, fine. <laughs> I'm leaving. We talk about sci-fi movies on this show. It's a sci-fi movie podcast, and every week we watch a movie, we get together, we talk about it, uh, and this week's movie is going to be Time Crimes, uh, which is a Spanish mm. film. Is that what it's called? Sorry. Chrono Cremenes, if I <laughs> try and say it in Spanish. I probably butchered the pronunciation. Uh, the only reason why I can even attempt that is because the poster on IMDb happens to be the original Spanish poster, so I can see what it is. Um, actually... I don't think that is there. Oh no, it is, it is, it is. It's just, but the original title okay. in IMDb says Los Chrono Crimenes. Ah. Does that mean it translates to the time crimes? <laughs> is Los the? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's not on the poster though, I which is French. interesting. Um, <laughs> I took German, unfortunately. Not that I remember almost any of yeah. it, but. I don't know French either. Yeah. yeah. We. No, we don't know French. (laughs) We, I'm agreeing. (laughs) We, yeah, we're in agreement. (laughs) I get that you're doing this to be funny and you're refusing to accept my joke, but I'm not letting it slide. We. We, monsieur. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, we'll start spoiler-free. We'll give you a warning before we get into spoilers, as we always do. So, no, we should explain why we're doing time crimes, because this is actually the start of a kind of an ongoing uh, plan for the next, like, six months or something like that. Um, we're not every episode, uh, certainly, but we're going to try every two or three episodes to do another time travel movie. Uh, this is a time travel film, and the idea is, is that we're kind of sprucing up our awareness of all the more important time travel movies or interesting time travel movies so that later in the year we can get together and do a top 10 time travel movies but actually be relatively well informed for it um obviously there's a limit to how many we can actually get through but um i have seen some of the ones that we're going to do because i think tara needs to see them to so we can have like a shared opinion on them um well i've seen some that you haven't seen also (laughs) it's not just guts get tara caught up (laughs) <laughs> I, I agree I, I said it that way because this one particularly I'd seen before and I put it on because oh, I because right. I wanted you to see it which is why I phrased it that way I wasn't I wasn't uh, making a <laughs> I'm more well versed than Tara she has to be educated look at me in my ivory tower of movies <laughs> yeah I'm going to push up my glasses uh, Tim thinks he's the professor of horror I am the professor thank you very much alright <laughs> Yes. Yes. I'm not going to call you that. No, well, I'm, no, I'm the professor, and you're going to get a grade at the end of the year, so just brace yourself. Mm. I don't know. There's going to be a test. R- right now, you're you're scraping a C minus, so you're going to have I hope to. I don't have to memorize dates. <laughs> or how to, 
I, I hope I really don't have to memorize primer. <laughs> <laughs> or at least how time travel works oh, in primer. Oh, oh, oh that, that'll, be the, that'll be the big question at the end. It'll be, okay, explain primers, time travel. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Um, I mean, your attendance is good so far. Okay. I think you it's only great by, just like college. I, I think you only pushed, pushed the recording once, so your attendance is at 99% so far, so that ain't bad. <laughs> so you nice. keep, keep that up, I guess. Um, yeah, so we're going to time travel movies. And this is a Spanish time travel movie that I discovered a a number of years ago. I was at, I'm in like a, I was in like a movie club, like a you know, it was like a book club, but with movies. And this was like a weird case where the person whose turn it was to pick, we didn't know this until after the fact, but he picked a movie that he hadn't because the whole point was we pick movies that we we liked and we're trying to show it to the other people, but he picked a movie he hadn't seen before, <laughs> which defeated the purpose of what the the club was, but right. The movie looked, supposed to be sharing. Yeah, but the movie looked interesting enough that we just thought, oh, whatever, we'll just watch it because he's a shithead, it's fine. Um, and <laughs> so it was this, this movie, Time Crimes, and didn't know anything about it when I first went to watch it. I assume you didn't know much about it when you watched it for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was a horror film. Because <laughs> I had been... I haven't seen the film before this, but I did work in a movie store, and I remember seeing the box art for it and thinking... Mm. A weird looking horror movie it, it, it does look a horror movie and it, 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 there's a character who does look like a horror movie villain for a while um but i, I think having seen it now you would agree that it's is a straight up time it's travel science. sci-fi movie yeah, yeah. um there, there's some some fun horror scenes i suppose but uh, other than that is straight up sci-fi um mm-hmm. so yeah I'll, I'll give you the premise the premise of time crimes is we have this middle-aged schlub and I say that because he's a very typical middle-aged dude. You know, I, I actually, I commend the movie because this is a very un-Hollywood thing. Uh, his name's Hector, the character. Uh, where the way he, he sits. Well, it's not just the way he sits. It's, 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 it's just everything about him. He is not a Hollywood actor. He is a really normal-looking middle-aged dude with the receding hairline. You can crack your jaw. I've got, I've got a great forehead. You know what? I'm not even going to accept it. This is, this is gorgeous. Freaking gorgeous. I don't... I... I don't know where you're going with that. Like, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to the audience before the snarky comments get in, the, in there, right? Just making making sure that's out in the open. You I got am, the lift gal look going. I am proud of that. Exactly. I'm freaking gorgeous. And I'm... <laughs> yeah. You can um, do the salute. <laughs> Only Commander gets to do that. So the rest of them have to do that one. <laughs> you're right. And for the audio people, we're doing salutes from Third Rock from the Sun, just, just in case you, anyone's confused on the audio podcast. Uh, so, but no, he's, he's he's a typical schlub. You know, he's just a, he's he's got the dad bod going. He's not that attractive, and not that I, I watch other movies and go, "Oh, this dude's attractive," but he just looks I like do. such a. I mean, you do, yeah. But I keep a list. You keep a. <laughs> fine, fine. Ah, dear. Um. But, you know, he, he looks so normal. He looks like a normal dude you'd walk past in the street. He looks like, yeah, he looks like anyone's neighbor. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that actually makes the story more interesting because cause <laughs> yeah. so, so often when you're watching a Hollywood movie, and like, okay, I love the time travel premise they're doing, but there's something really cool about it happening to this schlub that it's this <laughs> yeah. random guy who ends up in this time travel plot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, not Brad Pitt. He's not Jimmy Stewart. He's just like, he's just some guy. He's got more character than all those combined, though. I'm 
guarantee it. It's got a lot of character in this, yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, I don't want to say too much because so much of this movie, I think, is a spoiler, but uh, I will say that he's, 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 they've just moved into a new house, him and his wife, and they're they're fixing things up. She, she's building a table or whatever. Tara was doing that the weekend. She, she's a she, she's yeah. got experience of building building so i'm sitting in a chair again not on the floor <laughs> exactly she's at a desk now got my old chair back oh that's right yeah. oh, i forgot you brought that with you across across country i know i love this chair i have to admit it doesn't look very comfy oh it is is it it, it looks it looks uncomfy from this angle but it's just because i'm seeing the top wooden part it looks like it's comfortable and it's beautiful and yes, I took it with me across country. It was one of the things I put in my car. So what you're saying is it's comfortable on the tushy. It's a great chair. It was either going to be tushy or booty. I was, I, I, it was the last second where I was like, okay, which one am I going with? Which one am I going with? <laughs> They're both silly names for butts. I need to go with Which, by the way, Tara, butthole. <laughs> Stupid. Yes, it works. <laughs> Do, has that review gone up yet? It has. Well, it's up for patrons. You watched it. It's up for patrons. But here's the thing. Here's why I did that is because I forgot that on that review for Captive State, I said I was going to try and do it in the next episode. And this has actually been like three episodes later, just because of when we put them up. But it was when I was editing Captive State, I saw myself say that again and went, "Oh yes, I need to do the butthole thing. I need to see if it works." Oh man, I hope nobody watches that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny review. That was that was that was quality. I, I don't, don't know. know. I did not like that movie. I'll, although you can see my thoughts, uh, yes. <laughs> how I really feel <laughs> on the review. Check it out. So, in fact, actually, at the time of recording, it's going up for everyone tomorrow. So people are people are going to start seeing it. The comments are going to come flooding in. Be a lot of butthole comments. Be a lot of butthole comments. Um, yeah, because I, I do send all the comments to Tara. All, all the comments we get, so just so she does get to see them. So if you're going to make some, fa- I mean, you, uh, you, you obviously you've already done it by the time you see this. But if you did send any butthole comments, don't worry. Tara uh. got to them. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, where was I? <laughs> You're talking about the plot. Yes, I went off track with buttholes. Okay, so he the this move down. His wife goes away for she a was, bit. Uh, yeah, she, she's making furniture. Yeah, she's making furniture, but she she goes away to pick up something at the store, and he just he's he's just got his binoculars out. He's he's just bird watching or whatever he's doing, uh, looking through the forest, and something catches his eye. And from here, he's basically just drawn into the forest, and there's a series of events and a lot of weird little circumstances that lead him to being attacked by this masked man uh, in pink bandages. Uh, really cool. It's actually a really cool horror look, actually. I really like how, how this guy looks. And yeah. um, he ends up at a facility where, and again, I'm, I'm really glossing over a lot of the details because I feel like a lot of the details are really spoilery once you start digging into them. But ultimately... Yeah, it kind of goes right away, like, into everything so yeah, like does, there's yeah. no like uh setting up character or anything you're just like oh we're in it yeah um uh, but ultimately he <laughs> ends up uh in a time machine <laughs> that's all i'll say and he ends up living through the events again and it's from there it just gets uh interesting and wacky and that's the uh that is the general idea of time crimes and i'm again that was a very vague description compared to normal but it's because i think honestly everything's a spoiler after like the first 10 minutes so yeah i agree <laughs> uh, but i will ask the question tara uh how do you feel about uh time crimes or oh, sorry chrono crimenes 
Chrono Criminals. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Um, at first, I wasn't sure if I was going to get into it because it did seem like who it seemed like, I don't know, I hate to call it extra foreign-y. <laughs> <laughs> but when you see like actors who aren't Hollywood actors, you're like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. What you're saying but, is, is the natural middle-aged schlub that you were presented with was not pleasing to the eye. And you thought, I don't know if I can look at this guy for 90 minutes. I just don't know if I could do it. Yeah, you know... And I don't know if you watched a, a version that wasn't dubbed, but I couldn't find one. So it oh, was just a dubbed version. Yours was dubbed? Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So unfortunately, I didn't get to hear any of the acting, which maybe took away a little bit. But um, yeah, it was really good. I actually got really into the story. Like from the after like the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, this is. And once you get like the first uh, twist that happens mm. and you kind of see what's going on, you're like, Oh, this is actually quite brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, what do you think? That's a quote for the end of the episode. This is actually quite brilliant. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I like it a lot, actually. I, I think it's an inventive little film that just, it's, it's very low budget, it's very simple, and it, but I mean, it's complicated at the same time, but it, because it, it plays with its, its, uh, its, its idea, it plays with its time travel rules, and it plays with everything that's happening. But it's actually very simple when you take a step back and look at what it's doing. It's actually a wonderfully little film, and it's the same thing, like not quite the same as Primer, but it's, it's, yeah. But you have to think about Primer when you watch it. A little like, bit, yeah. But it's it's the and same. Primer came out before this, so you know, like the actor slash director slash writer definitely watched Primer and said, "I bet I can do this." Wait, <laughs> he wasn't the actor in this. <laughs> the director? Yeah. Isn't he the the guy working at the lab? Wait, hold on. Oh, you're right. I, I thought you meant the main guy. I was like, no, that name doesn't match. What are you talking about? Yeah, Nacho Vigalondo, or sorry if I butchered the name there. Um, Nacho. Yeah. Shit. Okay, okay, he's in there. He's in there. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that was the director. Um, that was a comparison to Primer that I didn't even think of. Is that you've got this this one man band doing uh, right. a lot I, of the stuff. I, I mean, I bet that he watched Primer and said that I can do this without all the techno babble. In fact, without any of the techno babble. <laughs> I mean, this came out in 2007. Primer was 2004. So, I mean, you can make your uh, guesses there if you want to about that. But I think it's very primary, I would say. Like, even the scene where they're, like, looking through the binoculars. I won't say anymore because we're not in spoilers. Sure. But, like... Well, it's a little primary. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Would you say it's more successful at what it's doing than Primer, though? Yes. Yes, I, w I would say so, too. I, I, I think this is a much cleaner film than Primer, although I really, really dig Primer a lot. Yeah. And it, it's probably a better movie than than I think it is because I'm just not smart enough to keep up. <laughs> no, I, It makes me want to try harder to be a better movie watcher. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for hopefully your grade gets better by the end of the year but we're, we're trying hard that's what we're doing i we'll see primer is like yeah the ultimate that's like the the finale not finale um it's been a while since i've been <laughs> in college uh the finals final exam finals. is primer <laughs> uh i could have tried and helped you but we, i didn't use that terminology in college so <laughs> there's not much i could oh, do no? yeah we didn't oh, call okay. it the finals we do oh 
But you watch American TV. Yeah, we don't have majors yeah, and minors, really. Not in the same way. Um, different cultural differences, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm sure every so often we'll, we'll get into a discussion about cultural differences in one of these shows, um, just because it naturally comes up. Um, well, we have college majors and minors, too. Um, they're not exams. They're just what you study. <laughs> well, I know. I understand what majors and minors are. I was just pointing out that's another thing that we don't use terminology-wise. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought you were saying that was like your exam. No, 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 no. no. I understand the concept of what an American major and a minor is. I'm saying we don't have that either. <laughs> oh, okay. We... In uni, you typically have like three things, first year, and then second year, and then you just pick which one you're continuing in third and fourth year, which I guess is your major, but we don't use that term. Okay. Interesting. Um, which I never did because I did a slightly different path, but um, that's just a whole, that's a story for another time. Um, so, no, Make I... Make your own way. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the thing I was trying to say uh, in comparison to Primer is that it has that, that gun-ho kind of yeah, we can do this. Like, I mean, this has a bit of a bigger budget, although I don't think it's probably going to be that much bigger. But it, it, it definitely feels like no. The sound that, quality was better. Yeah, sound quality was better. Yeah, uh, but it definitely feels like no, no. We've got this idea, and I've I've really thought it out, and it's going to be this quirky little movie uh, that does it, and it's really inventive. And I, I think that's the big thing I want to say about this is that it's really inventive with how it plays with its time travel. Um, and almost yeah. if anything, the only critique I'd have of this movie is that there is a section in the middle where once you get what it's doing the next like 20 minutes is actually really predictable because it's, it's just kind of going through the motion of what you've already realized maybe but i was constantly surprised by the film oh sure um but it does shake it up again which i really like it shakes it up because i think when i'm watching this even the first time when i saw it years ago because i knew it was a time travel movie i i almost would i, I almost wish i could watch this without knowing it's time because that was the only thing i knew about it is that it's a time travel movie and yeah. I wish I could watch it not knowing that because even on a first viewing, like all the little things that happen in the first like 15 minutes where, oh, he drops the phone here or he sees this on a wall, every single thing I was going like, okay, that's going to happen in the past. That, you know, he's going to look back and there's going to be things happening. And Yeah, you're right. There's all these little clues that are yeah. coming up. We're like, okay, that's, you know, we're focusing on that for a reason because we're going to see it in the future, also in the past or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh... I, I was very surprised. I think it is a very, very clean in its explanation of time travel and uh, really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, we should point out that when we say explanation of time travel, we don't mean how time travel works. It doesn't even try to do no. that. There's no, just, no, no. There's... just the rules of its universe yeah. that they've established. It's pretty clean. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just a device that does it. That's just all you need to know. <laughs> all you need to know. Yeah. So all you need to know. And I imagine this movie is very rewatchable. Um, well, I've not seen it twice, and uh, I had a good time watching it um, this time. Did you, you notice all the things on the second viewing? I guess maybe we should. I should ask that later on. But probably, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. I, I was noticing a lot of little things. Um, there's one touch that I really like in the middle. Actually, I'll get to in spoilers. Um, but no, I, I, Joe, I, I like about it is it's a movie of three parts because, um, and when we get to spoilers, we can actually name the three parts, which is kind of mm -hmm. fun. But the first part has this weird sense of like the first part's the horror movie part where 
there's this masked killer, you know, this masked looking killer dude, and he's kind of on the run, and it kind of feels that way. And then you have the the the, the middle part where some more time travel stuff comes into it, and then it kind of evolves again for the, the last chunk of the movie, uh, which I guess you call this Act One, Two, and Three, but like. I, each time it kind of reinvents itself and it kind of adds a new layer to what's going on and it kind of right. shakes things up. And the the last part I'd say is more like a suspense. Yes. Type of movie. Yes, but not not in the, not in a way where he's running from a killer anymore. It's it's a very different. It's a very flipped suspense. Yeah. Um, what I like about uh, the movie though, and and in a weird way, is that like the main character isn't that likable he's just kind of normal at first by the end of the movie he like well you kind of are on his side to an extent he has actually done some unthinkable things that ultimately go well i mean i, I guess i guess the point is that it's the price you pay for for because ultimately everything that happens in this movie no i can't say that uh, <laughs> i can't say that i think, I think Maybe we should just go into yeah, spoilers. i think we're wrapping up the spoiler free section here any final spoiler three thoughts before we we dive in. Mm, I like the score. Oh yeah, yeah, I liked it too. Um, um, I heard this director also did Colossal, but I haven't seen that movie. But I, I oh really? Was that really want to now? Uh, Colossal with uh yeah Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I actually quite liked that movie. Um, oh yeah, it was very, Which very... Is, it's good. Like I'm glad like Hollywood saw this movie and, and there's like you know what, let's get this guy a, a, a chance. I know some people were mixed on it. Um, I quite like Colossal, I, and you don't like Anne Hathaway, which might. Sit. I do not. Yeah. Which is why I haven't seen it. But yeah. I really like this movie, so I might give it a go. You have the half of hate, as you as you put, point half out. The hate. Yeah. Um, it's very real. I like the movie uh, quite a bit, but like you know, um, I don't know if it's quite sci-fi enough for us to do. I imagine it's more like she seems like a wreck, so yeah. like this represents like her addiction or something that she needs to take control of. And well, do, do <laughs> because you, do, what do, she's going through is actually like, wait, hold, uh, do, do it you, seems like it's a personal problem, but it's affecting everything around her. So yeah. But do you know the exact premise of the film? Like that she controls the monster. Yeah. But the monster is real. It is there. It's in like, yeah. uh, you know, they'll say to the world, like actually destroying. This things. is what I got from the trailers, yeah. which is like, I really want to see this movie. It's probably about this. Yeah. But oh, absolutely. I'm wrong, then. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, absolutely. Is about her demons and like her uh, destruct destructive nature of who she is. Like, yeah, well, as it should be. That's what I wanted from that movie. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, that's what I got from the trailer. Yeah. So I, I actually kind of wanted to see it, but the only thing stopping me was uh, Anne Hathaway is the star, and I don't like her very much. <laughs> that is that is fair. Um, in fact, the uh, who's the who's the male in it is again. I'm forgetting. Uh, Jason Sudeikis? Sudeikis. Yeah, he is a shithead in that movie. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah you hate his guts by the end of that thing um okay so uh no i i, I didn't realize it was the same director that's actually kind of neat uh but I, I i like uh colossal and i like time crimes so uh, i think without further ado we'll give the spoiler warning and we'll go into spoilers starting now where do we start with it i feel like <laughs> i feel like you because you could almost just look at it as a whole and sort of unravel the layers but that might be too confusing i think we have to go kind of in the sections Order. I think it's kind of cool that we have on like during our discussion we have someone who's seen it for the first time and someone who's rewatching it because after mm. I saw the movie I was like man I bet this is really rewatchable you know yeah I mean I, I think to its credit though I think the first time I watched it I, I felt like it 
like all all the little clues were kind of clicking. Like I, I knew what the clues like what they like not what they meant, but like I you know when he sees the the the, the ex- explanation of the timeline on the wall or when he's you know when he drops the phone or he gets the phone call like the phone call was the, the big one see when the phone rings at the start of the movie and and when the first time i saw it i immediately said he's phoning himself because i knew it was a time travel movie and it has to be him that, that's oh what, i didn't that, that's what you that, know but i thought i thought it was the guy with the bandage on his face because ah. at the time when i'm watching this, well i'm like oh that's he's being chased by some guy you weren't wrong some murder guy technically it is the guy with the bandage on his face it is, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that they were different. <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to show into the mix of it there. Which uh, was the, the first time, like, the reveal happened, and I went, oh, this movie's actually quite brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, because the, really the premise of this movie is that the villain ends up being him, which honestly, like, once it got to a certain point, because I, I remember calling that before it revealed it, because it was like, that's obviously what this movie has to be now. It has to be that he is responsible for everything. And See, I still. I'm just so dumb. Like, oh. <laughs> maybe I just get really into these movies. And, like, I let the story play out instead of trying to solve the mystery before it happens. I mean, no, like, I like going along the journey with the character. Hey, no, I, I don't intentionally try and solve it. There's just certain tropes that I recognize from, you know, from... Do you know what it reminds me of, this, this phone call moment? It reminds me of uh, season four, episode one of the hit television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer uh where i was wondering where you're going with that yeah there's a phone call buffy gets a phone call in that episode and no one says anything and she just hangs up and it's revealed on the same night that was the same day the angel premiered the, the spin-off and he phoned her in that show and didn't like have the the courage to say anything and it you know uh-huh. so not a time Never. travel thing <laughs> but it was really cool it was a really neat thing um so that, that's what the phone call and not saying anything i was like i was like oh, okay i bet it's i bet it's this caller like you know i immediately was you know um but i think this movie's designed to make you kind of like guess a little bit because it's mm-hmm. kind of prodding you with like things like as you're going uh you know there yeah definitely like uh, but, even he's a bit of a voyeur like i don't know maybe he is just bird watching like you said but it seems like he's more like uh jimmy stewart in rear window he's just sure. always got binoculars seeing what he can trying to spy on whatever's going around yeah and for the record and, just before we move on i don't want you to feel bad that you like just let yourself go for the ride i i wish i could like turn my brain off and just let let things wear me oh I really yeah do. you wish you could be a civilian peon like me huh <laughs> but alas on your the, brain is too large <laughs> on occasion <laughs> <laughs> yeah well no it, it's true like every single reveal that happened i was just like oh <laughs> which made me really enjoy it obviously when you see like the the arrow and stuff in the laboratory you're like okay that's gonna be something Mm -hmm. that he finds out later on because i i know going in also it's a time travel movie but i didn't know why anyone would have a motivation to stab him or like go after him in any way or why a woman would just stand there scared take her top off for no real reason like i was really into all these mysteries oh yeah no it's all it's all good stuff um and we'll get into motivation later because i think it was a very interesting conversation to be had about that um yeah i agree so yeah um don't feel bad you're not you're not puny yeah and the the big uh, i guess the the second like really big reveal is that is very much like primer where there's another i'm skipping yeah so back to the start uh, he comes home (laughs) 
Um, it's actually interesting. The only scene we really get away from either the house or the area in between the house and the lab and the lab itself is this scene at the start when he's out at the store, like picking up like gardening supplies for for the misses. Um, but he comes home, he kisses his wife. They have they end up having sex after the phones rang, um, and after after that they have good this- woman. What? <laughs> what a good woman. She's like, you brought me stuff. Let's make out. <laughs> it was a nice little touch. Sure, sure. So they have this little bit where he doesn't want She's to go back to She's way too beautiful for him, though. My God. <laughs> hey, some of us ugly men have to believe, okay? We have to dream. All right? Oh, stop. Right? Some of us ugly guys have to believe we can get someone who is not equal to us. Yeah. She's gorgeous. That thought is Maybe it's just all Italian or Spanish women. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm racking my brain for an ugly Spanish woman. I, whoever I say is going to be insulting, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to think about it. Um, none sprang to mind, for what it's worth. None sprang to mind. Uh, but... Uh, so, but so one of my favorite first little scenes in the movie actually is so, so they're making this bet about whether well, she can fit the table she's just made through the door, and he doesn't want to go to the store again. He doesn't want to take the car out again. He wants to just sit and enjoy his evening, uh, and, and just spy on things with his binoculars. And she's like, "All right, fine, I'll make you a bet. If I if I can get this table through the door, you have to go to the store. But if not, I'll go to the store." Um, and they make this little bet. But my favorite part of this scene that I love, so he's he's looking through binoculars and he sees like you know a bit of red at one point and it's like is that, is that like you know so, so, so a person's a clothes there, and then eventually you know and during the scene he's he's looking around and he eventually sees this woman who's in like a sort of t-shirt and you know red uh, jeans or whatever, and she takes her top off right uh, and it's a very weird like a context moment in, in the scene itself mm-hmm. and he's just like oh I've hit the jackpot and she's taking her top off. <laughs> Um, and he, and my favorite part of this scene, because I think his wife's still sort of walking in and out of the scene at this point, yeah. is that he actually at one point after she moved, he can't find her again. So he picks up his his uh, his lawn chair and like moves it along to another spot to sit down. <laughs> and all I could think in my head was like, okay, I'm going to go over here. I'll get a better advantage of the boobs over here, right? Tape of the boobies. <laughs> okay, ah, here we go. You don't really blame him. Like you're looking out in the woods, you don't expect a woman to take her top off. I just there was such a casual thing like oh there's, there's a boob show on I'm gonna go over here and see if I can get a, yeah. a better shot well, of the boobs. Of course you're gonna like look again. What are you gonna do? Look at birth after that? <laughs> <laughs> it was just there's just this this casual demeanor about him that really made me laugh. Because it, it, it wasn't like he was this horny yeah. teenager. He's great. Some, he's really great. You know, it wasn't like he was like just all of a sudden like, oh, oh, my boobs. Are, it was just no, like, he's a oh. guy. He's a guy who just had sex with a beautiful woman. There's but boobs. you know, yes, there's boobs. <laughs> I have to look at these boobs. This is a serious business. Can't can't pass up boobs when the opportunity comes a knocking. When the knockers come a knocking. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, actually, do you know what? There was an episode recently where I, I like said like fifteen different names for boobs, and I ran out. I never said knockers. Add it to the list. Gotta edit it back in. I know. Add it to the list. Um, for respect reasons. For yeah, I don't want people. I don't want my reputation being sullied. <laughs> so he's he's looking he's looking at the binoculars and it's this kind of weird moment and then she kind of disappears again 
and he sees like her clothes at one point lying and this kind of inspires him and he, i think he hears a scream as well maybe so this inspires him to like go out and check and you do genuinely feel that he's not being like a creep here he's actually like so something might be wrong <laughs> like yeah i mean like, she doesn't look like she's doing it for fun yeah so something may actually be wrong and you think okay he's actually being a reasonable human being potentially here and he goes out and he he kind of like stumbles around for a bit and he eventually sees her lying you know full frontal but us naked unconscious against uh against a rock yeah and he goes up to her and he's trying to like wake her up and see if she's okay and this is where it kind of turns into a horror movie because the the bandage man like stabs him in the arm with some scissors and it's like, obviously he's in shock because he wasn't expecting anything like this and he just kind of bolts and runs and we, you know we get a bit of a chasing where he's going through the woods and he's trying to run from him one of my favorite beats that come later is the other side of this but it's where he looks through the binoculars and then the the, the masked man just turns around like that with his hands and looks right at him mm-hmm. um i love yeah, that yeah it's moment. real sinister it's so good uh but he he in running away he stumbles into this uh i mean i guess it's like a lab and like a a yeah, he climbs a fence to get out with barbed wire at the top, which yeah. looks painful, and falls through it, and then ends up in a lab. It's it's confusing why he didn't just go home, but whatever. Yeah, I, I guess because the masked man is between him and his He's running. Yeah, yeah so, I guess. Uh, you know, and obviously there were some clues along the way. There's like a dumpster that's been knocked over in the road, and other things like that, which come into play later. Um, yeah. But he escapes out of this lab and he's he's sneaking around. He sees like this timeline written on the wall, which feels super relevant. Um, and he uh, he ends up in a lab and he's like he finds like a walkie-talkie. And this is when he starts talking to this other character, the director, up, up as it turns out, um, mm-hmm. whose name Nacho. is El Joven. I never got that in the movie. They never mentioned his name. <laughs> Oh, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it totally didn't. I would just say Nacho. Uh, so, so Nacho is like, who are, you, who are you? Why are you in here? Yada, yada, yada. I can see you on the security cameras uh, kind of thing. And he's like, oh, there's a man after me. I, I ran in here. I'm, I'm in danger. Phone the police, please. Like, do that quickly. And he's like, okay, okay. Um, I'll phone the police. And he kind of guides them. And then he starts telling them, oh, the masked man's on his way. I can see him in the cameras. He's, he's, he's at the other end of the building. Like... You should run up to where I am in, in the silo, uh, and you know we get this great scene where there's like, like a, a strip of lights. There's like a pathway that's made by just lights going up the side of this walkway, and he's kind of running. And uh, you know, at one point, he, and this is a really effective scene because the guy on the, on the walkie-talkie is like, "Oh, he's seen you. He's seen the path." Yeah. And, and then he starts running, and the lights go off, and it's it's a really inventive little you know stalker scene. Yeah, I was works. nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. And he gets to the Neil silo, and he, he meets the guy, uh, and, you know, Nacho, and they're in there. And again, there's a couple of great moments where he looks out the window and he sees a car pull up, and then he sees the masked man right out the window. And because at this point, the guy's like, oh, I'll hide you in this this uh, this big tank thing. Um, and he's like, what? I won't go in there. It's like, no, go on. We can hide you. You won't be able to open it from outside. And he's like, okay. And it's not until he sees the masked guy at the window where he's like, okay, fine, fine. I'll get in, I'll get in. Um and he and he, he goes back on his word because he said he was going to get in with him after he pressed the button yeah yeah and this is the first moment where i was just like like i was buying the whole like the guys chasing you mm. until this part because once you see the max man go like 
like peer through the window and stuff. I'm like, okay, something else is going on here. And he's clearly trying to coerce them into the pool thing, whatever it is. But it's it's well done. Yeah. And then the pool thing opens though and it's daylight and he's looking out the window like what the hell? That shot is great. Oh, that's a great shot. And I mean, I don't know. Like, I think at one point they say it's only been an hour since he left his house. I don't know if I buy that timeline. Like, it feels more like a couple hours to me. But I mean, that's yeah. That's I think that part stuck out to me too. A lot of the time, and it doesn't really like add up. It seems, especially since the contrast between it was pitch black outside to bright daylight all of a sudden, and it's only been an hour. Like, yeah, I, I, because the start of September, I'm buying. Dusk. Yeah, I'm buying. It's like half four, and then. By the time he's in the silo, it's like maybe half seven, and it's dark now. Uh, yeah. All right, something like that. That's what it feels. I guess like. for you, Northern Hemisphere, like we're like I'm Northern Hemisphere, but like really, really north. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. That... Well, right now it gets dark at like eight thirty-nine. <laughs> I mean, it's even later than that for me right now. It's like nine. Oh really? Nine thirty or something like that. I guess that's yeah. for me. Um. Uh, but I get it. Yes, the sun sets and rises at a different time compared to you in Spain. All right. <laughs> Point made. Um. But he. Uh. Yeah. So. So. He gets up and the guy is like shocked. You know, natural shock. Because this, this is not natural. Who just put him in the tank? This is natural. Who is there like three hours ago? And is like, wait, why did a guy just get out of the tank? <laughs> yeah so confused yeah and it's amplified because he's getting out of the tank our main guy's getting out of the tank and he's also confused on what's going on and they kind of don't really say anything to each other he just leaves (laughs) yeah and he's like you know just confused and dumbfounded and he's trying to explain that someone was chasing him and the guy quickly understands that he's traveled in time which is the first sign to us that this machine's for that it's not like an accident like this machine's supposed to do that um mm-hmm. and we find out of course through his dialogue that it's not officially been turned on yet that's not happening for weeks and he's not going to be there which is why he's sneaking in here at the weekend when the one's here to tinker with it himself um but he 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 now clarifies that this hector that's here is what we're going to call now is hector two because this is hector who's traveled through time because hector one you know as, as we see soon because when he goes outside he gets his binoculars out and he can see himself at his house you can see him arriving home kissing his <laughs> wife and then going up to the upstairs for a nap. Like he can see all this stuff happening. Um so, so we've got Hector 2 now, and he explains that hey, you have to hide until like Hector 1's went in the tank. Because that you know that because if you change things, then you won't get in the tank and it'll mess things up. It'll mess up, you know, paradoxes and all sorts. So you sounds just sounds an awful lot like another movie we watched. <laughs> sounds a lot like Primer. Uh, <laughs> so even the time travel like arrow is the same as primer the explanation that's true uh that's very true so he um i'm okay with it <laughs> as am i it's just I, hard not to notice i think if you could do a, like a short time travel movie i mean i say short i mean like someone just travels back a few hours or a day as opposed to like, you know to a different era i think ultimately it's always going to have that same shape because it's always going to be about you're overlapping with yourself to a point and then when do you you know, it's always going to be kind of that idea. Avengers did it different. Oh yeah, but they went years back, or yeah, well, mostly they, years. Yeah, but their explanation was for alternate timelines. Oh yeah, sure. They did the multiverse thing where it splintered, and now there's multiple versions. Yeah, 
Okay. So sure. it wouldn't really matter how far back you went. It would still be the same alternate timeline. Sure. Okay. The, the point I was making is if you're not doing alternate timelines, it's always going to have this kind of logic to it. Huh? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> As we watch more time travel movies, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how we develop our... our or lingo for it because you know we'll, we'll, you'll become more versed and we'll be, it'll be we can we can almost shorthand that whereas like this is primer logic or this is terminator logic, logic. Yeah, it's a terminator <laughs> logic yeah um because because ultimately there's only a, there's a set few of them it's not like there's infinite amounts of like possibilities with time travel rules it's like there's a set few that you can go by and sort of stick to um yeah yeah, and the Terminator one gets really convoluted as the the extended universe keeps going. Nothing after two matters is fine. <laughs> well, then why are we watching them? <laughs> well, they matter in the world, but they don't matter in the context of the story. They're they're not canon. Okay. <laughs> Look, in two weeks' time, we're doing Terminator three. You're just going to have to accept that. <laughs> Boy, I think that one's the most tolerable of the sequels. Yes. Yeah, that movie's not the worst thing ever. It's just like so toothless compared to Terminator One and Two. There's like no atmosphere. It's just everything's in broad daylight. Yeah. Like talk to the hand. You know, you, you like Sergeant Candy. <laughs> that, that, Sergeant Candy. <laughs> that is nightmare fuel. I can't believe you showed me that deleted scene. <laughs> we have to review it. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch that deleted scene with the movie when we talk about it. Don't worry. That's happening. That'll take up our fifteen-minute uh, mystery science theater review slot. Yeah, actually, on on the subject of uh, watching deleted scenes and stuff like that, we're going to have to because we, we, obviously by the time you see this, um, we'll be closer to it. But the the, the Patreon vote winner that just won for the month as Close Encounters of the Third Kind, we're going to have mm. to actually have to decide between us what what cut we're watching because the Blu-ray has three cuts and they're pretty different. So yeah. <laughs> Um, I know. Um, prop, either theatrical, th- either theatrical or the 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 newest cut, which has got some of the extra stuff from the special edition. But I the- saw that in theaters actually. Yeah. Um, I like the theatrical more, okay. but we can watch it with all the bonus stuff. It just really slows it down. No, we can watch the theatrical one. Is it because what I like about the newer cut is that it adds in some of the stuff that you liked from the special edition, but doesn't add on the tacked on ending that you had. To, it was forced to add. You know, it's like oh, we want to see inside the spaceship. Right. You know, um, we don't want yeah. to do that one. But oh, so you've seen them all? I've not seen. I've not. I've never actually watched the that cut with the ending. I've just seen the ending on its own for curiosity's sake. Okay. But yeah, that's not really a conversation for this episode. I just, I just, it, it popped it in my head when we're talking about Sergeant Candy. <laughs> that sounds like a porno. It sounds like Sergeant Candy here, <laughs> here to discipline the troops. Yeah, I'd watch it. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger Sergeant Candy Porta. Be curious. <laughs> well, I, I was imagining a female uh, Sergeant Candy, but that's fine. Just whatever. No, but Terminator 3 is a little bit like Species. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Christana Loken being the sexy Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what's so weird about that? Is that I'm seeing, like, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but Terminator Dark Fate might not suck. Like, the trailer's not bad. I know, right? right? Oh, please be good. The trailer's not bad. And what's so funny about it is that I watched that trailer and Mackenzie Davis is a Terminator and it feels just like a, a fair thing. When I, whenever I think of Terminator 3 and I think of the Terminatrix, yes, that's what she's called, um, it's clearly just, oh, let's have a sexy Terminator. Let's have her in red yeah. leather and be sexy. 
and be all it's like what if it was the species alien only instead of having sex with men and murdering them it's uh <laughs> she's a terminator and she just murders them without the sex we, we, we will do species <laughs> at some point because it is total sci-fi um oh yeah and I, it has I, michael madsen in it so, it does yeah <laughs> um, I do like Michael Madsen as well. I agree. Alfred Molina, young Alfred Molina is in there as well. Um, throw I will... me the whip. <laughs> no, no. Throw me the idol. <laughs> throw me the idol. I'll throw you the whip. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I know trivia. <laughs> do, do you know... I mean, that's what I know him from that, and I guess Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man too. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something important there. Oh yeah, when we do, spe- I was just gonna say when we do species. I just want it to be known that I saw that at a very young age, and let's just say it left an impression. I. I, I, I was single digits, and I, I, I got very. I, I don't, I don't want to credit that with any firsts, but I definitely can't name an erection from before that movie. I can definitely guarantee. Okay. I can guarantee. Save it for the spoiler review. I, I can guarantee it happened during that movie. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yes. A lot of sci-fi movies have taught me things too. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Hmm. Oh, right. Okay. What were we talking about? We're talking about time crimes. We're talking about time crimes. Time crimes. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay. So he he's been back in time and he's seen himself and he's been told unequivocally that he should not leave. He should hide in one of the rooms. And wait until his original self, uh, Hector One, goes into the goes into the, the the tub, and then he can go back home. And that's it. Because what I thought was interesting about this character of Hector is his immediate reaction is that, but no, but this other this guy is with my wife. It's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. you. Why are you jealous? <laughs> it's you. It's literally you. Well, I don't think that he buys right away that he's traveled back in time. Sure. sure. And at the same time, if he does see that there's two of him. I think there's a little bit of a fear, like, well, if there's two of me, only one of me can have my life. And so he's, like, trying to get there to, like, reclaim yeah. it in a way. Maybe it's just because I'm a sci-fi nerd, but my, I'm like, no, his logic makes sense. Just hide, and then once he gets in the tub, he becomes you, and you're you, and you can go back to your wife. No harm, no no foul. Because what, what I almost said by accident in the spoiler-free section is that everything in this movie... To a point, I mean, there's, there's some speculation about Nacho, because there had to be a first time where Nacho like, made them go into the tub or convinced them to go into the tubs for some reason. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> otherwise, everything's his fault. Hector is to blame for everything that happens in this movie um, to himself. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, and every time it's like, oh, surprise, like, <laughs> for me anyway. No, no, I get what you're saying. I, there, there's definitely some that surprised me more than others in the original watch. Obviously, this time I knew that it was everything was him. Um, I'm actually, fa- I don't want to say what it is, but I'm fascinated to see your reaction to another movie that's on the schedule, one of the time travel movies. Okay. Um, I'm fascinated by it, and people who have seen it might know what I'm talking about. Um, what movie is it? <laughs> oh, I can't tell you. I, can't, I, I, I won't I watch it until it's time. I know, but I don't want you thinking about this movie when you're watching that. For spoilers' sake. Um, but, it's not 12 monkeys because I've seen that sorry oh, it's not 12 monkeys no um, do, you know should, do you know what we should do is a little bonus actually for uh, 12 monkeys uh, mm. we should watch the film it's based on because uh, it's a short film it's not a full film it's like a 20 minute thing uh, it's okay. called uh, Le Jeté. It is. Uh, it's called The Pier and oh it's French it's, it's, I'm sorry it's French um, 
but it's uh it's actually fantastic like i i i saw 12 monkeys when i was really young i can't remember it i saw ledger t a few years ago and thought it was a fantastic and it's, it's all still still okay. images there's only like one scene that's moving the entire thing it's all still images with narration but i, I thought it was great <laughs> so okay um yeah i'd be curious it'd be probably a good discussion yeah um little, compared to the film yeah a little bonus on that episode um it's like mystery science theory except we actually analyze and talk about the thing properly <laughs> well that's not a gems again <laughs> <laughs> well i'll try to anyway tara you 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 uh i don't know show up i'll get you a tangent yeah <laughs> you, you that's my job here yes yes um so time crimes <laughs> from where we left off is so he he just can't help himself he phones his home and you know when natural finds out he's pissed at him and they, they hear like the sex scene sort of starting because that was the whole thing is where it was still on the answer machine because uh, he, he didn't hang mm. up because uh, because he, he phoned back basically he phoned back to try and like find out who called him, and they, they get the answer machine and it's still recording and you hear him say oh it's still recording and he hangs up. But he's like hey do you remember this phone call? And he's like yeah. Is it okay? and that's okay then that means nothing's changed. Okay. Everything's like yeah. yeah. So go hide. Still on track. Go hide and don't do anything. And there's this beautiful thing where he just can't do it. He has to like steal a car. He steals keys, and he he's driving and he sees the woman the, the woman who was taking her clothes off uh, on the, on her bike and he's distracted for a second and then a red van like hits him in the back of the car and he goes plummet into a tree and this is the big moment this is the moment where is it did this floor you when this happened yes yeah okay so basically he, <laughs> he is, yeah, because he, when this happens you're still thinking that there's a guy after him presumably in the red van right yeah yeah. You still think it's the same guy that's after him, which technically, technically is. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is like primer. <laughs> messing with my head. <laughs> I love the idea that every time we talk about a time travel movie, though, there's going to be a point where you, if you get a little confused, you're just going to be like, this is just like primer. <laughs> yeah. Just like primer. Yeah. But no, I um, what I love about this is uh, I, I think even though I saw it coming, the scene plays so wonderful. Um, and I noticed the filmmaking, especially here this time, where he's he's got a cut in his head, a couple of cuts even because he's hit his head, and the like blood's like coming down his face. And I think there's a moment, at least in the first viewing, where it clicked for me and went, "That's why the bandages are pink." Right, because he's wearing a bandage on his arm, which yeah. is still has that milky fluid in it from the time travel tub. Yeah. And then when he puts it on his head, it mixes with the blood, and it becomes a pink color. But the beautiful thing is, is before he actually puts it on his head, he uh, yeah, you could see it mixing. Yeah, he, drips. he sees it. He sees it become pink, and he understands. He understands that he's him, and it's almost like at this point he now believes everything the other guy said, everything the natural said about time travel and making sure things happen the way that they, they did originally. Otherwise, he technically won't exist. And he he and in, in, in that sense, he right. put, he it's, so. Go on. It's so like. Uh, <laughs> there's still that moment that thought where you're just like is everything going to play out the way it's supposed to because he wants it to or because uh because he's willing it so or is it just always going to happen sure sure yeah like but like, at least what from... is his motivation other than like i have to do this because he also just kind of like stumbles onto things half the time if not more 
Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, the idea of like fate making sure he's where he needs to be is definitely something you can bring into this conversation if you want. I, I just mean from his perspective, he makes this choice here because now he now he believes the time travel rules. He believes he has to do it. Um, right. Now, obviously, one of the things that we can talk about as well is the idea that, well, he had to get in the tank for a first time at some point. So what, you know, like the first time he did this, why did he decide to go along with all this? Because he does some pretty heinous shit. He, you know, th- this girl that he, you know, this girl on the bike, because he he crawls out of the, the, the van uh, and he's got the bandages on and this girl comes up and sees there's been an accident. And he's like, hey, are you okay? Can I help you? Do you need some water? And she tries to help him. And he, and again, he doesn't immediately ask her to do this. He doesn't immediately get weird about it. He He's, he's still kind of like occurring to yeah. him that he has to do these things. He's still kind of in shock um, from learning right. this stuff. And eventually he's like, no, no, I need, I need you to come and like help me with something over here. I need to show you something. And she's kind of reluctant, but he's kind of hurt. So she, she goes with him. And at this point, he's taking like her scissors out of her, uh, her, her, her like hairdressing kit that she's got. Um, because obviously he was stabbed with scissors. So that's like, even a big deal in itself. When she pulls out the scissors to help with the bandage, um, it's like, oh, that's the scissors. Like, you know, so there's, there's a lot of those moments in this movie where you're like, oh, that's the thing. Oh, that's the, 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 the bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. But, you know, he makes her stand in, in the spot where he first saw her in binoculars and then stand in the second place where he makes her take off her top. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's got her at scissor point, which is a weird sentence to say. But he's like, and there's this weird thing where he keeps saying, I promise I won't hurt you, but I have to make you do this. And, we understand why he's saying that we have his context but it is such a surreal thing and obviously she's terrified but at the same time he only has to do this because he did it in the first place right and it's such a like a terrible thing to do to a woman like a stranger who's clearly like really is terrified for her life and she should be and even he has to know that he saw her unconscious totally naked and he's and he knows he's going to cause that somehow. Yeah, he knows he's going to go further. Um, and not to mention that she but was But he's also... trying not to. Like, he's trying to be yeah. safe, completely safe the whole time. Yeah, he's, he's, he's even trying not to look at her, which is an interesting contrast because obviously the first time he yeah. saw her, he was gawking at her because he was like, oh, boobs. But now that he's yeah, the one doing it... Yeah, but now this is like menacing. Yeah. It, it's not just like a voyeur protective thing. Like, yeah. oh, I just stumbled upon some boobs like clearly she's doing this for me there's no one else around this is for that guy who lives in the silo yeah so like <laughs> it's a really interesting dynamic to these scenes where what he's doing is awful but you can't like you understand why he's doing it now obviously by the end of the film he's kind of irredeemable because he goes much further with how this woman is treated um and we'll get to uh, that yeah <laughs> we'll get to that um but you know like he he makes her like i mean he doesn't even make her strip completely he 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 she's unconscious and he strips her like he strips her while she's naked while, while she's asleep and yeah. um so so that the younger him so so that hector wants and she gets unconscious because she says like do you want me to take my like panties off too and he's like no 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 don't do that i don't want that and then while he's like distracted by the question she does like a scissor kick <laughs> Yeah, she probably and like tries to run away, and then that's how like they you know stumble and fall down a cliff. Which I think is I think is interesting that he did technically try to change something there because he he knows he saw her naked, but he actually wasn't willing to go that far. He he actually had some I don't know restraint. He's like you know what no no do you know what lying in your underwear will be fine. Like that'll work just the same. Like it doesn't need you don't need to be naked. Um, 
you just have to be kind of vulnerable that, that, that's the extent of what you need to be uh and yeah. i'll try and help you you know hector one i'll try and help you um so yeah you've got this really weird vicious cycle where she was trying to help him and then he had to turn on her and he ironically originally was trying to help her when he found her unconscious and got attacked yeah. so there's this kind of you know cyclical thing which is i guess and then there's a really dark twist where instead of trying to help her <laughs> he actually has to become a monster he does he and this is the thing it's, it's I, I i think the, the reason why the movie's called time crimes just outside of like the actual you know all these things going haywire because of time travel is the idea that to to fix it he essentially has to do this awful thing at the end of the movie which we'll, we'll get to but um yeah so that, that's how it really plays for me but so he does all this stuff um and he you know he, he gets the walkie talkie out and he's like hey it's hector 2 um make sure hector 1 gets in the silo and we heard about this because hector you know because uh natural said this to him he's like hey the guy in the bandages said make sure he gets in the in the tank um and you know he drives back he, you know with, with his own car from the house but of course the big thing that happens before he does this is that he's going through the house because he thinks the uh, the girl's run in there, which she actually has. We see that later that she definitely has. But he's he runs into his own house in the bandages. Hector too does, and he's trying to find her. At one point, he gets like the the, the table thrown at him uh, that his wife built, and he chases her up, up out of the roof. It's, this is this is very much the other side of a stalker scene where we're following him and we can't see her at any point, and it's all from his sort of POV. And then when he gets okay. onto the roof, he tries to grab her foot, and then the she falls off the roof. And when he looks over the edge, it's actually his wife who's snapped her neck from the fall. And it's, yeah, this, it's like, gruesome looking. It's super, super gruesome. And it's this heartbreaking thing. And you know immediately he's like, I time traveled. I can time travel again. I can change things. Um, it's, uh, you, know, it's, it, you know exactly what he's thinking. It makes sense. Of course he's thinking that. Why wouldn't he think that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a way out. I have a way to save her. Yeah. Um, even though up until this point the the role has been everything that happened has to happen the same way i know i was thinking that the whole time too yeah it's beautiful uh so he he goes back to the the, the silo um and you know because because he hears the thunder right because there's thunder at one point when he first gets the walkie-talkie hector one and this is like okay you know exactly where in the timeline we are with with hector yeah. one yeah they do that also with the radio there's a song there's a blondie song that plays and so you mm. know exactly what time you're at Unlike with uh, another movie. <laughs> yes. Would, would this be Primer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. Just checking. Um, time so, chases, actually. Time which chases, is just okay. like Primer. Which is just like Primer, yes. But much shittier and cheaper. And, oh, it's probably not cheaper. Actually, it probably costs I more than... It, it probably costs more than Primer, actually, now I'm thinking yeah. about it. Because uh, Primer was just that cheap. But Yeah, they had to have airplanes. I think they true. crashed one, too. That's true. They had airplanes. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a, that was a proper production almost. Almost. <laughs> so he he drives back and he plays out the other side of what we saw before, where he drives up the the the, the light sort of runway and uh, looks looks in the window. Um, actually, I, I missed the the favorite little moment I want to point out is after he stabs his younger self before he goes back because it's after he chases his younger self around that leads the younger self Hector to the the, the lab. That he goes uh -huh. back to the girl and the girl's moved, which is why he chases her, you know, to the house because he thinks she's in the house. But my favorite little moment, and I love the way he plays this, is that he knows he has to do the thing where he turns round with the eyes, like he's binoculars. Yeah, but he doesn't know where he is. Yeah, so he does it like five times, and he keeps like thinking, like maybe this one will work, 
And he's like, nah, that's not right. And it's not until the last one where he gets it and he sees him, his younger self get scared and run away. He run away. <laughs> but I just, I love, I love that he had to it do really it. It really takes away the fear from it, huh? Yeah, I just love that he has to do it multiple times. And it, it repaints this really cool little scare from earlier on with a really goofy kind of like reality from later. Yeah, it totally neuters it. Like yeah. when you watch it again, you're going to be like, oh, that's just, that's like the fifth try, like you said. And it's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah it was, it was a great scene it, it was a it was a genuine laugh in a movie that i thought was not very comical yeah no it was good and i i think it reminds me of like when people do like skits of like oh here's how michael myers like gets around or here's how he waits yeah, in this right. location can you imagine like michael myers being like oh shit i'm in the wrong house yeah <laughs> or something you know like it takes like three tries before he finds the right babysitter house <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. I felt like that sort of goofy moment where he's just kind of like, okay, how do I be scary? I need to be that scary guy. Okay. Um, so, no, really cool. So, but so Hector 1 goes out of the bubble, or the bubble, goes out of the, the, the tub. And pool. Yeah. Out of the pool and travels back. And Hector 2 is Hot there. Hot time machine. Yes. Oh, God, do we have to do that? No, we really don't. There's no way in hell that's appeared in our top 10, so it's, we're not doing it. Um, so natural open... I never saw the second one. I saw the first one. Back when I had the limited movies at the theater, I saw the first one. Okay. It was... I will make us watch it. It was completely... I mean, if you want to watch it, we'll do it. Like, I'm not going to... I'm already making you watch Meet the Robinsons for the list. So, no. <laughs> That's right. That is on the schedule, folks. Brace uh, yourselves. Is that a time travel one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember what the what the context for adding it was, but yes, fair. Um, time travel with a really great twist and a talking dinosaur not just a dinosaur a t-rex oh that reminds me of something else we have to do no we're not gonna do it what <laughs> the one with the uh denise richards yeah no, we have to there's a new r-rated cut coming out after all these years we have to do tammy and the t-rex the gore cut it's a horror movie you and tim do it it's a sci-fi it's not a horror movie uh, Paul Walker's brain gets put in a, a T-Rex and then the T-Rex is going around and protecting... Denise. It's not a horror movie. Uh, I don't know. Brain transplant? That's mad scientist stuff. <laughs> the, the movie <laughs> ends with Denise Richards doing a strip tease for his brain in a jar. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not spoiling a damn thing. That That is not a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Just you wait until you see the T-Rex hands like try and dial a phone number. It's great. I've not even seen the whole movie. I've just seen clips. <laughs> but... Alright. No. We have to do time in the T-Rex. That is going to be the event of the year. Trust me. Sounds like a bonus episode to me. Yeah, we can do that as a bonus episode. Hey, guys, you'll, you'll already have it, but uh, the next bonus episode is one that Tara and I have been looking forward to. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Let's just say Fair after Ro Robo Vampire, we wanted something that was a bit more like a real movie, and we went <laughs> with we something else. Robo Vampire did not live up. No. 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 Although, um, definitely, you should watch it. You should, it's on YouTube. Go watch it, everyone. Uh, and then pay a dollar at Patreon, and you can listen to our, our thoughts on it. <laughs> we barely had any. Yeah, we, we tried to decipher it as best we could. Um, our thoughts were as incoherent as the movie. <laughs> So, Hector 2, uh, after Hector 1's travel back in time, Hector 2 is there, and out walks Natch, he's like, okay, fine, that's it solved, everything went as planned, you can just go back home now, and he's like, nope, I'm going back in the tub. <laughs> he's like, what? You can't do that. He's like, nope, we're going back in the tub. I messed up, gotta go back. 
Yep. We gotta go back, Kate. We gotta go back. Um that was a lost reference for anyone who didn't get it. <laughs> didn't get it. I know, I know. Um, so and he, like, he's adamant he's not doing it and you know naturally he steals one of the little power cells and he throws it outside when he's not looking and he's like no i can't it takes time to recharge it's going to be at least a week you know we can't do it uh because he's like how far back can i go and he's like oh i can maybe get you like i don't know like 30 40 seconds further back than the original hector and eventually hector notices hector 2 notices that there's like hey there was four of these things now there's only three yeah, some kind of like power cell. Yeah. You knew I was going to ask this. And he's like, huh? He's like, you knew? How did you know? And he's like, because Hector 3 told me. And he's like, whoa! whoa. <laughs> There's another one. Yeah. It's just like Primer. <laughs> I, I did laugh a little bit when it cut to like him waking up in the tub for the first time. You know, when Hector like 2 wakes up in the tub and you can uh-huh. see like... Hector three like standing behind like a box in the corner with his hands. Yeah, just with his like hands sticking out. Yeah, that was. Did all... you see it when you watched it the, the first time? time? Oh, Joe, I didn't. I wasn't looking because I'd forgotten about him hiding there, so I wasn't looking for it. Um, right, I wanted to like rewind and see if I could catch it. I'll. Ch- I'm going to check after we're done. I'm going to check. Well, that's great for the review right now. Okay, well, Joe, I'll do. It. <laughs> we'll we'll pause before the outro and I'll go check and we can tell okay. them just at the end. Um, so. No, so it's this idea that this Hector 2 becomes Hector 3 by traveling back to just before the Hector 2 woke up in the tub. And he explains, he, he, he tells Natural to act surprised that he's there. So that was an act from Natural the first time that he was so shocked that he was there. I mean, he was still shocked. He was still freshly shocked from the other guy, you know, Natural, uh, Natural sorry, Hector 3 appearing. But his shock at Hector 2 was actually fabricated. And he's like no i need a vehicle i need to go and solve things um, and just make sure everything plays out but he does say to him no matter what um hector 2 uh, oh he he finds out that hector 3 later in the day uh told him told natural not to let hector 2 get in the tub because hector 2 believed that he'd failed and we see what why that is soon um but of course he convinced him to anyway um he, he got very uh, aggressive with a crowbar um Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just see he went all joker on jason todd comment down um, to get that reference <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay fine butthole there you go that's one you'll get um <laughs> um i don't know if it's relevant <laughs> it's not but i just butthole reference i love the idea that people who are watching this didn't see the captive state review and are wondering why i'm just saying butthole at you. <laughs> i mean it's a funny word yeah it's a funny but, word yeah uh, there is context there that you context. were missing if you haven't watched the captive state review i promise there's context so if you you know check um if you check sorry if you so so hector leaves and would you believe it the one vehicle left on the premises in the garage is a red van and wah, wah, wah. what did we see uh, drive hector two off the road it was a red van red van which i totally forgot about until i saw it here yeah, as did I, because because you don't really see because they don't linger on it that much. It's just like well, oh, no. Shit. Plus, you know, he's being chased by a monster. Yeah, in that scene when it happens, and you don't see it again in the second version of Hector, Joe, so Joe, you don't you forget about it. Joe, I love about it. It's the same twist again. H- Hector two stabbed Hector one, and Hector three ran Hector two off the road. Like it's the same thing where yeah. the next version is the one who attacked him. Uh, I like it's that. always him. Yeah, it's always him. It's always Hector. It's great. 
Maybe that's the Being answer. Very smart. That's the that's the science of solving a primer. Is it was Hector? Hector did it. <laughs> it was Hector the whole time. Yeah. He was that mysterious guy who showed up in the middle of the movie. Yes. <laughs> who is that? It's Hector. Yes, it's Hector. <laughs> it's not the girlfriend's dad or whatever. Yeah, he's Uncle. just he's just yelling, "Chrono Cremenes! Chrono Cremenes! <laughs> You've committed time crimes." Um, so, yeah, so he he because he he ends up like driving off the road himself. Um, he uh he believes he's failed and he can't do can't can't save the day. um so he he finds out because he actually tries to avoid this by just like throwing away the the walkie talkie the night before or before he time traveled, uh but he finds another one in in the, in this van you know it's the same set because uh, yeah. obviously obviously it's the lab's truck or vehicle so they've got like some of their equipment in it and he uh that's when he makes the call and says don't let Hector two get in the in the in the van whatever you do. Um, yeah, or in, in the I tub. love that the second time he gets into the tub, he's like a pro at it, and he comes out like the Terminator, just rising up and spitting the water out. Yeah, because like, because right. because the, the first time he's kind of like gasping for air and kind of just like pulling his way out of it. The second time he just like casually <laughs> rises. Just rises. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and I should... think it's smart that they have a different outfit for him for each one. Yeah, we should Somehow mention he gets into a different outfit. Yeah, he's taken off his bandages, but he's a, he's a lot more busted up, so he looks very different from a, from Hector One. So there's no confusion. He looks, yeah, he looks rough. But yeah, he's he's all balls and the cheek here. It's all very rough. Everything like swollen, black eyes. He's got a huge gash in his forehead. Yeah, like dry blood everywhere and mud. <laughs> this is darkest yeah, timeline, Hector. What? Darkest timeline, Hector. That's what this is. Okay. If if anything, he should have just come out with a goatee as well. Yeah, well, he's at it. <laughs> yeah. Once it. he gets all evil. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he he ends up going back to the house, and he actually, um, you know, r- runs into his wife. His wife has just came back, you know, from from being at the store, and. He, does he run into the girl first oh you're right no he does he runs into the girl and this is the girl after she's ran away from being naked this is after she's got up and he knows she has to go back to the house so he takes her to the house and after they have been uh you know going around a little bit he runs into his wife and he's like oh honey like you have to hide and he's sort of like you know he's like because she hears like someone in the house uh the you know and obviously she we, we know she's hearing the girl you know walking around um, yeah, and he like sort of says, "Okay, I'll go and check it out, but you have to hide." And he hides her in like the shed or whatever it is, and kind of locks her in. And he goes up to the girl, and there's some nice stuff here where Hector Two is creeping around the house, and both him and the girl are hiding. So I, I like how there's this weird thing where he's hiding from himself, which is really neat. Yeah, but and throwing tables at him. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he the one who throws the table up so much. Yeah, he throws he throws the table. Every injury he has comes from himself. It's amazing. And the table comes back. And the table, yeah, the table from the start. Everything of the movie. comes back. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what this movie is? This movie is everything is Chekhov's. Every single thing yeah. is it's Chekhov's table, Chekhov's There's car. No insignificant object in this film. Yeah. Chekhov's scissors, Chekhov's uh, bandages, everything. That's all Chekhov's. Chekhov's walkie talkies. Chekhov's, well, Chekhov's coat. I, I'm not shitting you. That actually Twice. might have, that might have been a, a like a good title for this movie is like use the word Chekhov. It just like play on the, the the joke, like play on the. Maybe it gives yeah. away too much, but check out warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, 
What's the uh what's that he- last Heath Ledger film? Uh the the imagination of Doctor Yeah. Pet. Uh Imaginarium of Doctor something something, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I was thinking like Chekhov's Imaginarium room okay. of <laughs> I don't know. Mystical toys. <laughs> but uh yeah so but then he does the really sinister thing the thing that we're i mean like what he did earlier on when he made a strip was really awful but you at least had enough context where you're like okay like he's obviously conflicted as he's doing it there, there's a kind of this murky like only because time travel it's weird yeah but then here at the end he 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 tells the girl to put on this red jacket and then he cuts her hair so it's the same length of his waves. Yeah, he's like, you have to escape. He knows what you look like, so yeah. let's go into disguise. And you're like, oh, yeah. gross. And what I love about this <laughs> is I don't think he actually changed anything here at the end. I think it was always her that was the one who... Because her neck was snapped and because she was like far away... I think, yeah, it was always her. It was always her, yeah. It's not that he In changed fact, anything. the first time I saw it, I thought, oh, that girl's dead. And then I realized, oh, no, wait, she has short hair. It must have been his wife. <laughs> Which means which means it works. It means the disguise worked, uh, yeah. in the simplest way. So, um, so the movie ends with him driving off with his wife, and he's basically won. And you you're kind of okay. He kind of got out of this, and his wife didn't die, but he did. But just, he did murder an innocent girl yeah, after torturing her. Th- th- this innocent woman is now dead because he he basically just couldn't do what the scientists told him to, which was just hide for. Yeah. for a few hours until it was time to go back home but if he did that then wouldn't that create a paradox that's true because because he did obviously yes the the bandage you know Hector 2 did, did lure him there did, did run him to the lab which does beg this question of what happened first how, how the first time it happened how did it start and we'll never know the answer to that and that that's kind of where we get into this interesting talk of, of motivation like okay, well, if Bandage, you know, Hector 2 didn't, like, motivate him to go there the first time, then how did he end up there? And how did Nacho mm-hmm. talk him into the tank? Why did he go into the tank? What was that motivation on the first go-round? I don't know. I'd be curious to watch this movie in, like, the order that it was... Uh, because nothing really overlaps too much. I think you can watch it from the order that it goes from, like, the day to the end of the day. Oh, so you're thinking like what a, happens. you're thinking like a chronological cut. Yeah, yeah, right. like a memento, but hopefully it's better than that. Because memento is a great movie, but it's not very good if you watch it in chronological. Oh yeah, order. no, that, that 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 special feature on the on the disc is is the most pointless thing ever. The movie's designed to work this yeah, this one way. Yeah, this yeah yeah memento's a great movie. Yeah, um, no, I, yeah, um. Yeah, so I mean that's the movie, uh, and it's really great. It's really inventive. I I, lo- I love how much it plays with its its rules and how it never breaks its rules. I don't think like everything is like no, everything that happened happened and it c- continues to happen. Um, and there is an element of it where you're like, I almost at a point just start guessing everything that happens is his own doing. You know, it'll just be when he travels again. He's he's going to end up doing this, but. It, it it just makes sense and that's why it doesn't feel like it's a betrayal when it does it feels like no this makes sense this is yeah yeah so it, it you're right like it's that's why i think it'd be fun to watch again you know just to see if because i know all the time travel stuff works like yeah <laughs> all the clues are there like you said it's check off everything 
Joe, you know what, like, what I was saying earlier about the, the movie split into three parts, the first part is, okay, crazy masked man with scissors is chasing me and I just need to run. It's a horror movie. The second yeah, part... Yeah, like a slasher film. Yeah, the second <laughs> part is the realisation that he is the masked man in the bandages and he, he his mission is to make sure everything happens so that he still goes where he's supposed to go. And yeah. it has the sad ending of thinking that his wife is dead. So then the third part is this determination of like, no, no, now there's real stakes. My wife is going to die. I have to fix that. So... yeah it's a really neat structure of like it really is and i like that it's just a regular joe who has to become a monster at the end and it's believable like you buy his journey on becoming this guy you know and you you sort of empathize with him too because you want his wife to to live yeah she's innocent <laughs> and but you so know someone's gotta go because yeah. we saw a woman break her neck yeah mm-hmm. she's, she's innocent but so is the other woman so it's kind of like you know you know, yeah, you got, you got someone like, killed. They kind of become monsters too, in a way. <laughs> yeah, it takes us on. Well, that's the. I think that's a sign of a good movie when the protagonist gets into shades of grey, but you're kind of, you can kind of justify it to a point. You can kind of go, can. oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. In real life, this would never fly, but I'm kind of with them on the journey here a little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit, you know, and uh, really, really good surprise film for me. I really liked it a lot. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad this because uh, this was a gem for me when I discovered it, and I'm glad that uh, that. I'm glad on. that guy just said, "I don't want to." I've never seen this, but it's part of our movie club today. Ah, <laughs> uh, he was such a wacky. He he was a weirdo. He he'd never seen like a lot of big movies. Uh, says so I'm describing Connor, but like no, this, this guy was worse. This was a guy who'd never seen Back to the Future, or The Goonies, or Ghostbusters. You know? I have some on my list that I'm ashamed to admit as a movie fan I've never seen. <laughs> I, I think I do as well. I mean, I don't have as many. Like, I think over my teens and like early 20s, I made a point of like hitting a lot of the things that people would expect yeah. me to have seen. Go on, admit sure, one. Sure, but for me, it was like, I've, you know, I had to go to a video rental store, which is not a thing that exists anymore. <laughs> or I had to catch it on TV. And I wouldn't like be able to record it unless I had a whoa, VHS. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said my... <laughs> I said my my late teens like what? <laughs> you, yeah, I'm you, saying my late teens too, but my late teens are different. They're not that different. What do you do? You think I had streaming in my late teens? I mean, okay, true. I mean, did you have like TiVo or DVR? No. Oh. I bought stuff on DVD. <laughs> I had hundreds of DVDs. Oh, I didn't have DVD a DVD player probably until like like mid 2000s <laughs> that was when i was in my late teens how much older do you think you are than me <laughs> <laughs> i mean i had a dvd play from about 2002 but like i'm talking about like when i was like 15 16 which is 2004 2005 so yeah i just would catch stuff on tv yeah. So if I didn't catch it, then I never saw it, Look, which is why I've never seen the Godfather trilogy. <laughs> basically, what we're saying here is that you kept trying to blame it on circumstantial, like, oh, just this is my generation, and no, it's not. Like, <laughs> same generation. Okay. Well, yeah, it was either I would go to a video store and rent it, or I would have to catch it on TV. And you apparently were able to go buy DVDs, which I wasn't. Yes. Uh, well, I, 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 I got, I got, I got paid to go to school, so it, that made it easy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that that was that was a thing in the last two years of school. I don't know if they still do it, but I got paid. Uh... Well, so did I technically because I had a scholarship for being in military service. 
So. No, 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 no. I'm talking no, 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 high school. And they gave me money. I get paid to go to high school. You got paid to go to high school for the last two years. What? It was it was an incentive for. for Do you guys ki- have like a low graduation rate or something? No, 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 uh, no. It was just it was it's an incentive because people can leave when they're sixteen, um, and it was like an encouragement to stay on and get higher like qualifications. Um, de- depend <laughs> in- income dependent. If your parents were well off, you didn't get it. But um, oh. I, I got paid every two weeks for going to high school for the last two years. Okay. And it got spent in, almost entirely on, on DVDs. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would have done the exact same thing at that age. Yep. Or even now. Yep. So there you go. There you go. You've learned something. Uh, you made The Godfather. I met one more. That one's boring. Give me another one. What's another classic you've not seen that you should have seen? Uh, Lawrence of Arabia I've never seen. Okay. To be, to be fair... It's influenced a lot of people. Those are ones that I didn't... like. Godfather I saw in high school. I got the DVD box set. Lawrence of Arabia I don't think I saw until I was in my 20s. I think that was fairly late on for me when I saw that. Those are pretty high up on my list of movies. Yeah. Like classic films I've never seen. Yeah. Also add Chopping Mall to that list. You've never seen Chopping Mall and I can It's true. Uh, another classic on a lot of people's best of yeah, top 100 lists. Yeah, I can't abide by that. So yeah, you see chopping them off. Um, so anyway, that's Time Crimes. Uh, Time Crimes is a wonderfully inventive little science fiction film. And I love that it doesn't even feel like a sci-fi movie until we get to the lab. Up until that point, it's just like, no, yeah. someone chasing him. There's just a guy with scissors chasing him. Um, and it's, and I, I love maybe how the it, guy went back in time, but like, yeah. It, it, it feels like such, right. it feels like such a normal day before that though like he's just like lounging about you know it's, yeah. it feels like a lazy day i love the way he sits like he sits like such a schlub mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. while his wife building furniture for their new house yeah yeah before they leave at the end he actually like she's sitting out in the in the garden in the deck chair and he like grabs the other one and just sits next to her and they just sort of sit side by side for a little minute uh before they leave um yeah and they hear they hear her like screaming the the girl that fell off the roof yeah. and stuff and he's like nope don't look yeah he's holding <laughs> her hand and he kind of like holds her back and says no don't we're just safe stay. just just trust me um yeah what's going through her mind at this point i have no idea <laughs> i don't know it's gonna be a hard one to explain yeah, because the police are still going to come and find this dead body the next day. Plus, he looks like death. Yeah, and <laughs> technically, and it is technically him that did it. Like, they're, they're going to find DNA. They're going to like. Yeah, he just throws the scissors onto the lawn. Like, here's the evidence. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Although the scissors were only used on him, Gus. If I let you out, you're staying out forever. <laughs> forever and ever. And ever what's that? What's that from? That's from a movie. It's from the Sandlot. There's a Sandlot. You're right. <laughs> you're right. It's a Sandlot. That kid is in like insurance commercials now. Yeah. Here's here's a fun tidbit. Actually, as someone who did not grow up in the U.S., that movie basically taught me what baseball was. <laughs> yeah. America's pastime. Although technically, it's probably football now. Yes. But like American football. <laughs> yes. Um, but no. Should we rate this movie? We should rate this movie. What are you rating Time Crimes or Chrono Cremenes? Yeah, it's uh, I think it's a, I think it's a gem. And I think it 
it's very clean. There's a little bit of issues I have with it, like, uh, but they're very minor, just like little details of things where it's just like, ah, oh, that wouldn't happen. Like he's looking through the binoculars at one point and he can hear the people <laughs> talking clearly <laughs> on the other side. And like binoculars don't work that way. <laughs> they don't amplify sound. I think the idea is that because he was already there for that conversation, that it's he's like just, a memory. Yeah, he's just remembering what they said. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that. There were a few scenes kind of like that where like the dialogue would come back in, and you're like, okay, I guess it's supposed to be here to help us remember the scene, but like we remember the scene without it. We just watched it. <laughs> that I don't think we needed. So I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's pretty close. So I'm gonna give it a nine. Whoa. I really like it. Yeah. I really like this movie. Whoa. Um, I, I like it a lot. I, I, I agree it's a gem. It's one of those things where I'd never heard of it and then I just watched and it was just such a, like, oh, man. Um, I, I've brought this up before, but we're going to do a Coherence at some point, and I, that's exactly the same way I felt about Coherence. Huh. Uh, it's not a time travel movie. It's, it's I'd say it's the time crimes... It's the parallel universe equivalent to time crimes. Is what I'll call it. Okay. Um, I love that movie. Uh, we're definitely adding that to the schedule. Uh, but I, um, I don't know if I can. Go, I don't know if I can go quite as high as a nine. And I, I think, I think I don't. I, I, I just mean a smidge. I think I'm going with an eight point five. And I think the reason that I can't quite go to the nine mm -hmm. is just I. There's some great moments of filmmaking in this, but there's also stretches where uh, it feels quite ho hum with how it handles things in terms of direction. So, I, I guess just a little bit of more cinematic flair at the visuals um, mm. would, would be. Do you nice. want to remake? I don't want a remake. No, it's 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 a great movie. Um, yeah. Well, if you get a remake, then you don't get the same guy, and he's great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll put in like Shia LaBeouf or something. <laughs> does he need to have a comeback? People are talking about it, and to be fair, the movie he's in next does look kind of good. What is that? Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, I don't know what that is. He, he basically befriends a, a kid who is uh, mentally... Oh, what's the correct term? He, you know, he's, he's, he's got oh, uh, autism. I think I did see the trailer, um, actually. But he wants to be a wrestler, so he wants to drive to whatever state to like go do the right. tryouts. And it's called Peanut Butter Falcon because he that's what he calls himself as a wrestler because he's like oh you have to have a name he's like i'm the peanut butter falcon it, it looks like a really heartwarming endearing movie uh shia labeouf i mean was really good in that disney show that my sister watched and i think he was set to be the next big thing in hollywood and then just when it didn't happen he went crazy but i don't think he's a bad actor i just think he's uh, a bit a bit weird and usually miscast yeah, that's fair. It was in that crappy rear window knockoff, Disturbia. I did see that. Uh, it wasn't very good. No. <laughs> just watch Rear Window instead, folks. It's, it's better. It's a classic. Yeah. It's a that's a 10. Rear Window's a 10. I'll just say I had say a lot it. of uh, Rear Window vibes in this film, too. Yeah, there's a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of him voyeuring and, like, have this, like, super attractive wife. He's <laughs> still just curious about what's going on around. Just a little bit. I mean, I mean, she's attractive. I don't know if I'd go super attractive. <laughs> oh, she's pretty attractive. No, I mean, she's she's above his league. I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with that. <laughs> He's done all right for himself. Um, yeah, he bought a nice house. He bought a nice house. Rubber, but she seems to like that. 
Yeah, she seems to be like working with her hands and fixing it up and yeah. making it her own. Yeah. Um, Quiet property. Yeah, yeah. Naked girls just in the woods. Oh yeah, pretty good. Always what I look for in a house. Yeah. Um, so no, um, time frames is very good. Um, so yeah, I, I, just to clarify what I was saying though, because we went kind of off track is. Like, I actually think the, the way it's shot actually benefits just how mundane it feels at the start, because I like how it feels like a normal day. Yeah, and some of the... I think some of the scenes really pay off because of the way it's shot, like, because of the cheapness of it. Like, even when, like, the, the thing gets lowered and then comes back up, and even the time has passed, it's instant. Mm. And you could tell, like... And it, it takes you a second, like, where because you see the same guy who's operating it. But all of a sudden, he has this look on his face like, who the hell are you? And you're like, oh, yeah, we've gone back in time. But it's so smooth. And yeah. it's a neat way be- to do it because it's from his perspective. Yeah. So I don't want to make that point as if I'm being too harsh. It's, it's just, you know, just the odd little rough edge that could be could be smoothed out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think 8.5 is fair. I mean, I give it a 9 because 8.5 is close to a 9. <laughs> like it's, I'm just it's saying... I think we're officially at the point now where my track record for introducing you to movies is better than you introducing me to movies. Just what I put what? out. Just what I, put I did out. not introduce you to Rocket Man, but uh, I know that one gave me a lot of points. Uh-huh. You, 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 Those mo- movies you've recommended to me, not for shows, that I have watched and not been thrilled with. <laughs> I thought you liked them all. Not all of them. Come on. We'll talk about this off air, Tara. This is a this is a serious <laughs> conversation to be had, uh, not in front of public. Uh, before we do our outro, though, we are going to pause this recording, and I am going to go check if I can spot Hector three in the background, so we can give you the scoop. So we checked, we checked, and lo and behold, he is indeed hiding. Hector three, you can see his arm hiding behind the, the crater, whatever it is. Uh, the first time he travels back. And what's neat about it is those there's the shots very kind of handheld and shaky. So you, you just see, you see it like you see it like three times, but only if you're really looking for it. Because I was yeah, really, I was really paying you would attention not for notice it. it the first time through, even if you were like looking in that area, you would know to think that it's an arm. Yeah, yeah, you would just think, oh, it's just a there's a thing, there's a thing hanging off the thing or whatever. <laughs> like you wouldn't, <laughs> but because you know it's an arm, you can see it. Uh, so yeah. that's really neat. That's really neat. So we, well done, movie. Well done. We got to the bottom. So I gave you a nine. So this is pretty <laughs> high on my time travel list. Mm. It is, yeah. Because um, I don't actually know yet what we're going to do with our list. Are we going to each have our own top ten, or are we going to sit and debate and come up with the the ace top ten time travel movies? Ooh, I, feel I don't like, know. I imagine they're probably pretty similar. Yeah, I feel like the latter is going to be more fun, and bickering over which one gets to be number one and <laughs> what, what, what gets to. Be, you know be above what and do we film the whole process or do we film just what the decided list is oh we give them the results we we, we debate it beforehand <laughs> okay because that could get messy that could get messy yeah that, that'll be like a photo i don't discussion. want people to see the real me <laughs> i guess we're at the end of the show now that has been that has been time crimes yeah. um what are we doing next time that's an excellent question because we forgot to say it last week we did we did <laughs> sorry you Surprise, time crimes. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I said the Patreon pick was next week, the vote winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we actually mentioned it earlier. We we're doing close encounters of the third kind <laughs> on the next episode. So I look forward to that. Um Spielberg's classic. Uh 
So we'll be doing that. Uh, so we're taking a t- break from time travel for that episode. Obviously, we're doing some alien, alien, not invasion, but UFO sightings. Spielberg. And Spielberg. That's first Spielberg. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that. And you can, of course, let us know what you think of, of time crimes in the comments. You can like and subscribe. Uh, a big thing you can do as well, if you're on the audio podcast version, is to rate us uh, on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. It does help us, help us out a lot. Um, I happen to read a bunch of some of the ones we've got for other shows uh this past week and there's some funny ones that the, the people oh, yeah. people who don't like connor very much that was very good uh best, Aww, best like reviews that. ever well it wasn't just that it didn't like connor it specifically said i'm going to keep listening for the main guy he's quite good but connor he's the worst oh <laughs> uh, well maybe he's what makes you so good uh, uh, that was in play i'm not very good on this show people can fill me in um I- <laughs> I, I think I'm pre- pretty nifty on this one, quite frankly. Um, I think we both know who carries the load here. <laughs> yes, we do. I agree. We both know which one. I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> but, uh, of course, you can support us in other ways. A big way is financially over in patreon.com slash TV. Tara, tell them all about Patreon. Yeah, uh, you can donate as little as a dollar per month. You heard us talk about the Patreon vote. Uh, last month was for four different Spielberg films, and Close Encounters won out. So if you want to do our next one, which we haven't decided what it is yet, but it'll be up when this episode goes up, um, you can vote on that. And you also get bonus episodes, which we sort of talked about. Uh, yep. We got a really exciting one in the works yeah, but you, you can say what it is because by the time this goes because this, this is like not going to be up for like three weeks so you can say what the next one is the most recent one to go up was oh the most recent one which is the one we've started to do because this is recorded in advance oh the one that we're doing tomorrow yeah so you can see it the one the one we did recently was <laughs> time cop time cop yes <laughs> sorry Jean-Claude Van Damme yes. classic this Jean-Claude. is actually what we had on a uh, time travel patreon vote but instead they went with primer and you were upset with that you wanted to do the I time was cup. upset because i wanted the jcvd one yeah well we decided we we're gonna do all these time travel movies and i said we can do this much quicker if we make it a patreon bonus episode and your eyes lit up it was like christmas so um time cop it is uh, or it was rather uh, by the time you're seeing this so you can get that uh, access for that for as little, just one dollar per month gets you access to the exclusive episodes that's the fourth one so there's now four episodes you can get access to and you get bonus episodes of screams after midnight as well which is a horror movie show that i do with tim um somewhat similar to this but horror movies and tim's tim uh so mm-hmm. so do that and uh, otherwise guys on the twitters at the ace podcast and you can you can get updates on there talk to us uh, you can send e- questions uh, via email to at mftv at sorry mftv questions MFTV questions at gmail.com thank you you're correcting me now when did I that happen i had it ready just in case you asked me what it was oh okay <laughs> okay i should have just asked you for it you're right you're right i don't know why i did it myself that's what threw me off because i normally ask you um it's true so yes uh check out that um and uh, yeah i mentioned screams after midnight um tara you, you promote something else something else we do uh well you and connor are going through the star trek seasons and mm. uh you've already completed one series the original series and now you're on season two of the next generation peak mm-hmm. Riker season so you can check out the mild fuzz star trek reviews 
Yes, you Good. can. Uh, you can also uh, check out... Uh, I don't know how far I'll be right now, but I just started at the time of recording putting up uh, my top 100 movies, uh, which is going to be a four-part series. Uh, the first Ooh. part's up at the time of recording. Uh, by the time this goes up, there might be like three parts already, maybe even all four. Uh, but you can get me doing a big countdown uh, on my own with that and see what sci-fi movies uh, insert where. Um, until, of course, one day we do our own top 50 sci-fi movies, which we will, because that's, that's totally going to happen. We've already done that, so it's going to take a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did that last year with Connor, so I mean, we'll do that maybe in another year's time or something like that. But um, when After I'm... we've watched a significant amount you haven't seen before. Sure. And like... It was really nice to get an episode today that we actually enjoyed. <laughs> we had a, quite a string of turds for a while. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not true. We did the Terminator movies, but I I had seen those before. Yeah, yeah. Out of the new stuff we'd watched, this was the first one. I mean, I'd seen this before, but like, you know, we were both positive on this. Whereas Alita, you you were kind of lukewarm positive. But yeah, I liked Alita, but it wasn't like a great movie. Yeah. You know. But I shot in that. We both shot in Captive State. Um, yeah so you know uh but yeah that is uh that is the show that has been episode i want to say 19 <laughs> test subject 19 i always i always say it and then I'm like, why did i even bring it up i don't know i don't even know how you keep track of the numbers on this i don't even know anyway that has been the atomic cinema experiment that has been our discussion of time crimes hopefully you had fun and we'll see you next time. Uh, so, yeah. Um, thank you very much once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching sci-fi movies, guys. And computer, add salsa. Yum, yum.